a kid. My dad used to lock me in the basement when I was bad. The only thing I had to keep me company was a stack of VHS tapes. Friday the 13th and Halloween. The entire sagas. You all became my family. So I wrote and I wrote. But you never wrote. Actress Tiffany Hell was found stabbed to death late last night. Some reports are even saying her head was completely severed. Is it true that you were in Friday the 13th? There was a piece of my hair cut out in the middle of the night. That means this fanboy, he's not just watching me, he's, he's coming into my home. This is a bonus episode. I'm just going to put, I'm going to put this out for when your film releases. So it's, you know, so it's in okay. a timely fashion, a bonus episode of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast with my friend, Deborah Voorhees, who is an actress, a filmmaker known for, I'm going to have to say Friday the 13th part five, a new beginning is probably where you're most recognizable from. Um, I'm going to throw out a few things that people might not know. Um, I'm of a certain age where I rented these movies from the local VHS store or videotape store, like Avenging Angel and Innocent Prey and Appointment with Fear. Um, I was not, I never really watched Dallas, but you were on that show, Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um Never Hike Alone, Jason Rising. Um, you've made... No, I wasn't in those two. You weren't, but you had something to do with them, weren't you? Um, I think somewhere... Oh, you know what? They used a vocals for me, I think. Okay. And one of them. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, and you are, or became, I don't know when this all happened, but you have become a filmmaker. I am. I'm uh, I direct, write and produce. And uh, yeah. Was that something that you I actually always... edit too? Do you? <laughs> nice. Was that something you always wanted to do? You know, I from when I was very young, I, um, I, I went through some old papers of mine and I found something in third grade that said I was going to be a writer and an actor. And wow. uh, I was really surprised because I didn't really realize how long I had been interested. I was thinking it was more like an, you know, 17, 18, 19 kind of age, you know? Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, no, it was much earlier than that. And um, I've done both of those. I was a journalist for a long time. So I was a writer there as well as writing screenplays. And so, um, yeah, I absolutely love filmmaking for me. Um, the print media is wonderful, but it's only one element of it. With film, you get everything. You get the written word, you get the performance art, you get the um, visual arts because you actually have art in the film. You have music in there. You have sound effects. It's like taking all of the arts and putting them all together at once, which I just absolutely adore. That's awesome. That's 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 great. And I want to. I actually because we 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 do want to focus on this. I'm going to say it's brilliant. It's such a brilliant concept because I go to conventions all the time and I'm surprised I haven't met you in person. This I've had like, I think you you might be like the 12th person that I've had on here from Friday the 13th in some capacity. And it's weird because I've met so many of them, but there's like more than half of them I never met in person. And it's very strange. I try to meet every Friday the 13th person that, comes through to the conventions mm -hmm. around here. But um, I saw the trailer for 13 Fanboy and I was cracking up because I could picture myself walking through the conventions and, you know, you have an awesome cast for the Friday the 13th fans out there. Um, I was like, she has like CJ Graham getting killed and Kane Hodder, who both play Jason, both getting killed. And I think it's such no, a. No, no, we don't know that. Uh, well, we, well, <laughs> it looks like they might be. In it's the, looking dangerous. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, I, there's no spoilers here because obviously I've never seen the film. I'm just going by the trailer. And <laughs> it's awesome. Now, I know that Adrian King had. A, a whole issue with a legitimate real life stalker and stuff right. like that. Um, I'm not going to say, did, did, did you have something like that? Um, not, not as uh, severe as Adrian. Okay. He, um, you know, uh, just so, so the people listening know 13 fanboy is about an obsessed stalker who he's obsessed with the people from the Friday the 13th franchise and beyond that, like Halloween, because Dee Wallace is our lead. Awesome. Um, everybody knows her from E.T. and the howling and that sort of thing. And so um, this is a very intense thriller, horror, and um, whodunit all wrapped into one. Right. And, um, you know, it's, we did approach Adrienne about being a part of it. And because her situation was so close to what we were dealing with mm -hmm. about a make-believe monster coming after people, we're talking about real life. Right. And they were, the actors weren't just asked to play a character. They're asked to play themselves an right. actress or actor who is a part of these franchises but completely separate from the movies, completely separate from the franchise. It's not a Friday the 13th film. It's something all in its own right. And that element, I think more than anything got to her because it wasn't Adrian King playing someone being stalked. It was Adrian King being stalked and she's already been there. And so really tough way to go. Sure. And, you know, I totally respect her decision, of course. Yeah. Not 
part of it. But um, I was surprised um, after it was written and everything. Then when I got to talking to a couple other actresses in it, Judy Aronson had a stalker. It was not a Friday the, relate, Friday the 13th related thing, but neither was Adrienne King's either. Really? She explained to me that he saw her in Friday the 13th, but he wasn't a fan of Friday the 13th. He had other issues. Apparently he reminded, she reminded him of somebody he knew and he was angry at. Oh, my gosh. Um, that's twisted. Then, okay. Yeah, really twisted. And then I've learned that Lar Park Lincoln and Lar Park Lincoln and Judy Aronson are both in the film. Lar Park Lincoln had a stalker for six and a half years. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. So it can get pretty intense out there. And this, this happens to everybody. It's not just something that's a celebrity thing. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, um, we're, of course, we're looking at, um, that celebrity angle, at least, you know, horror celebrity. Yeah. It's like, it was like, I mean, it's, it's, it sounds weird for me to say, it's like crossed my mind, obviously in a hypothetical situation where I go to conventions all the time. I've been to, I don't know how many, I, I average like six a year, monster mania, New mm -hmm. Jersey, horror chiller, all in the, on the East coast up here. And mm -hmm. there's so many people and it's just like, it's always been cool. There's never a problem. There's never an issue. Right. Obviously there's security, but it always seems like there could be that one insane person. I mean, that could be in any situation, not necessarily a horror convention, but it's just like, and then when I saw the trailer, I just see them sitting at their tables at conventions. And I'm like, this is a brilliant idea. It, it, it's it's so I, I honestly like I'm not just saying that because I'm speaking to you. I watched it. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like I, I personally can't wait to see it. Absolutely. Thank you. I am so thrilled. I we're only gosh, almost you know, a little more than a week away from releasing it. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like a kid at Christmas time waiting. Is it day? Is it day? <laughs> yeah. Now is it good? Now it's gonna play be played in select theaters. Yes. Okay. Around the United States, um, I don't have the full list in front of me, but I know we have L.A., Orange County, uh, Phoenix, Tucson, Detroit, Minneapolis, um, let me think, New Orleans, uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We have um, a place in South Carolina, North Carolina, um, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City, and um, there's quite a few more in the, those are the ones that are jumping out at me immediately. Yeah. Um, let's see. Then, uh, oh, there, Kentucky, Kentucky, Lexington okay. Kentucky is one of them. Um, so yeah, we, um, I feel really good about it. I feel like we're doing super well and we're going to be on it with just about every major platform, VOD style platform in demand. Um, we have, um, you know, like voodoo, Amazon, um, Xbox, um, awesome. you know, uh, Google play. It just yeah. is quite extensive. Yeah. If you're on Amazon prime or something like that, you're, you're pretty much like good, you know? Right. Like who doesn't right. have a prime now, account? Right now, prime, it's going to be a little bit different because, um, you can't have a subscription to watch us yet. Okay. Now, uh, quite a ways down the road, but, um, it's for purchase right now. 
that's fine. Yeah, listen. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, just as well as I do, because I'm 46. I grew up on the whole franchise. Like I said before, the whole, what, what do we want to watch? Let's go rent the movie. And this was way before Blockbuster was even a thing. And it's a mom and right. pop video store. And I grew up on all of that stuff. So the the fans, I mean, obviously they can get a little crazy with those instances, but for the most part, it's like such an insane, but fun fan base who are just like, it, it keeps rolling over generation after generation after generation. And um, horror fans are absolutely the best. Yeah. They truly are. Um, you know, I had my producing partner, um, asked me that question. What are horror fans like? Are they, you know, are some scary? And I'm like, no, really, they're really pretty cool. Yeah. I said, just imagine a bunch of, you know, grown up kids who dress <laughs> up and go to play Halloween and watch scary movies. And they're really fascinated with special effects and how they're done. Yep. And, but scary, no, at all, not at all. Not like, at all. Really, really cool people, fun yeah. to have with. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what started the conversation, and that conversation though is what led to Thirteen Fanboy. Because then he asked me, he goes, "Well, has there ever been kind of a spooky thing that happened to you?" And I said, "Well, not necess- not anything at a, a horror convention, but um, and I don't even know for sure if it was a horror fan who did this." Okay said um i had somebody message me on messenger that said wouldn't it be cool if you died in real life like you did in friday the 13th jeez why would somebody even send that like it's, i don't know so stupid sometimes yeah God. i know i blocked the person and i never heard back so it was fine and then the next one came i received a text message it was actually a series of text messages and um one set the first one said um well first here let me set the stage i'm in my office alone late at night a single lamp two um um you know french doors could see you know outside was just black for me but with that light somebody could be watching okay first thing that came over was i'm watching you Oh, Jesus. I was like, and then another one came over and it was like, it was made it clear another one and another one. It was about four texts total uh, that the person was pretending to be Jason and that he was there to kill me. Uh, and that freaked me out. Yeah, I would think so. That one. And, you know, nothing became of it. The, it was obviously just somebody who was trying to play a practical joke to them. It was funny but you know most women don't find that sort of thing funny no that's that's, funny that's, at a, all. that's an ignorant guy yeah it's, I, I, sometimes i just don't I, I don't understand why how people's brains fire off and, and would do something ridiculous like that i really don't right and so my producing partner said that's our movie and I went, oh, hell no, that's, <laughs> that's real life. That's scary. Yeah. 
for a pretend monster that we're not really afraid of, but just <laughs> fun to have around and, you know, gives you some great boost scares. But, you know, you're not looking over your shoulder in the parking lot because you know the monsters are not real. Right, of course. This has a level of realism in there that's completely different from, you know, your traditional style horror film. But yet we're I, still... We still have slasher elements in there. We still oh, have the true horror feel to it, a thriller and a whodunit. And also there's actually quite a lot of drama as well because there's a lot of connecting with the characters and getting to know who they are. Each of my actors, I tried to give them something that related to them in their life. Okay. Like Dee Wallace is a very loving woman. So she was a loving grandmother in the movie. Right. And fanboy. Kane, um, he has had some struggles because he's um, a, a very good actor, but yeah. he hasn't always got varied roles because people see him as a silent killer. Right. Well, he loves that. He loves being the silent killer. It's just that he would like to do some other things as well. Sure. Been turned down so many times by people that's like, oh, no, I can't see. I can't see the legendary Kane Hodder in a role like this. Right. Yeah, he's pigeonholed into being Jason. Sure. Right. And so we literally have that in the film. That's part of his struggle. And um, but then he also gets um, gets his dramatic role where you can really see that he's got some serious dramatic chops. Right. Ah, this is is so cool. Yeah, Dee Wallace, she's she's at a convention coming up very shortly. I never met her in person, but I'm going to meet her. Is it, I don't know, it's it's one of the, within the next two or three weeks, I'm all messed up because there's like two or three conventions over the next like three to four weeks. So within a month, I'm going to meet Dee Wallace for the first time ever. Cujo and all that stuff. Yeah, I heard nothing but great things about her. She's she's a beautiful soul. I'll tell you that. Nice. That's, mm-hmm. I'm definitely looking forward to it. And this movie. You've got Ron Sloan is in the movie, which is great. <laughs> he's, yep. he's awesome. Um, yes. Law Park Lincoln. Um, mm-hmm. Jennifer Banco, who mm-hmm. played young Law Park Lincoln in part seven, if people don't know. Kane's right. DJ Judy Aronson. And... Obviously, I don't know the extent of how much he is in the movie, but he has a tiny little part in the trailer. You got Corey Feldman in there. We do. He He's definitely more than a cameo role. Um, but um, he is hysterical in the film. Awesome. Some comic relief in it and loads of fun. So I think you guys are going to really have a good time with that one, too. Yeah, I'm definitely, like I said, I'm definitely looking forward to it, 100%. Nice. And actually, I have a, a role in it as well. Awesome. Well, you should. I mean, <laughs> you should. I well, I wasn't planning on it. And then uh, my producing partner was like, oh, no, we got to have you in this. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Well, <laughs> I was act. Yeah, well, so I directed not? into that. Right. Well, you can act. You're an actress. Throw yourself in there. It's like, you know. I'm glad I did. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, like I said, why wouldn't you? It's your <laughs> film. You at least do something in there. Come on. Right. Yeah. Get chased by some wacko. Ah, listen. Mm-hmm. 
That's awesome. So now I know, I know that you've, you've spoken about it 9,000 times, but, um, you know, like the, like the fan base of like how many people are lining up at conventions and stuff like that to meet you at conventions because of this relatively small role that you've had in part five, by the way, I just had, I've had Melanie Kinnaman, Melanie Kinnaman on not too long ago, who was awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you're technically my second part five person that I've had on here. Nice. Um, yeah. But, um, how was all that? And like, obviously it's the obvious question. Did you have any idea that it would have the staying power today? Not a clue. No, right. Clue. That, that, that's, clue. that's the answer across What's the board. What's really amazing is 10 year olds now. Everybody knows about Friday the 13th, even at that age. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'm guilty of it. My, my daughter is 12. <laughs> and, and, and and I am um, big into horror and stuff like that. And I I started her off like nice and easy, you know. Like there was mm-hmm. a show. It's not on anymore. It was called Face Off. It was about effects and stuff. And oh yeah, yeah. You remember that show? Well, yes. she was she was really little, and I'm like, you want to watch this to kind of get it in her head that it's fake. Like, oh, look at like. Right. You know, look at the pretty girl, look at the handsome man. And then now like they, they're into, they look like demons afterwards or whatever. Right. So she knows it's fake. And then like, right. I, then it was like gremlins, you know, cute and whatever. Mm-hmm. And now she's just like, she's like, dad, the exorcist, the exorcist isn't even scary. She just has a potty mouth. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, that, that movie scarred me for years. Like, it's me too. <laughs> yeah. There's something with these kids that desensitize or something because that movie destroyed me for a long time right yeah i know i know it's crazy yeah so she's at conventions all the time with me and everything it's Mm -hmm. awesome you know nora hewitt was in the ninth she won the ninth season of face off and she was our special effects person and then another woman meg wilbur um who was really she she, she's your special effects person in 13 fanboy Yes, Meg Wilbur and Nora Hewitt. That's crazy that I even brought up that show then. I know. As soon as you said it, I was like. (laughs) Really? Like, I had no idea about that, but that's just a true story. I started her off with that show. Yep. It was Tom Savini who uh, pointed in her direction. Because he said, this is my protege and um, the best I've had. This is the woman you want. Really? That's awesome. I've met Tom Savini. He's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be I wanted amazing. to be him when I was a little kid. I really did. Oh, yeah. I did. That. Mm-hmm. I did. A, a issue of Fangoria magazine, the final chapter had just come out. There's a whole layout about all of Savini's effects in it. I was like eight years old. And I'm mm-hmm. looking through this. I'm like, I want to be like that. Like I want to do that. I want to be Tom Savini. That's the first right. thing I think of. Like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up, Tom Savini? I want to chop people in half on screen. Like, <laughs> ridiculous. So ridiculous. But the thing is, is that it really is so much fun. It's like playing, you know, in a big giant sand pile. And you are, as an adult, get to play and be silly. And you're playing in all this blood and stuff. And it's not real. Right. And of hand, to me, it's like learning how to do a magic trick. You yeah. shoot it. This angle, this angle, this angle, and this way, and this way, and that way. You do your special effects, and you add this, and you add that to it. Then you take it into the editing room, and you cut it up just so, so that it looks real. 
Then you add the, you know, um, the music and the special effects to it. And before you know it, it looks scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was nothing scary on set. It was just a whole lot of fun. Of course. Oh, that's <laughs> so good. So good. Are, are you going to be, put, you, obviously you're going to be putting out DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff, right? Right. We will be in, we open on October 22nd. Yes. Um, it'll be, I don't have an exact date yet for the release of the DVDs, but it will be about two months later. Okay. I'm not sure when Blu-rays will come out. So often films, it'll really is up to our distributor who makes decisions. And, um, so, um, we probably, sometimes it's even a year later. For it, but I know they might release them both at the same time. I have no idea what they're okay. going. We're waiting to hear. <laughs> I'm sure eventually it'll happen because somebody like me likes the physical as well. You know what I mean? Right. Like the DVD will will be sure will be out in within a couple months. Oh, awesome! Release after the release. That's yeah. great. Tour fans, you want that copy, the physical yeah. copy? Yeah, because they bring that and then they bring it to a convention to have you sign it. You know, exactly That's how exactly. we work. <laughs> That's right. Right. Um, well, real, I mean, real quick, I won't, I won't keep you very long. Um, okay. but, um, I don't have a time limit, but I won't keep you long. I won't hold you hostage. Um, <laughs> now you, you've done, you've done, you've done so appropriate for 13 fanboy. <laughs> I said that on purpose. <laughs> I laughed at myself. I'm an idiot. That's I laugh dangerous. at myself all the time. <laughs> Stupid. Um, so you you've you've made other films before, short films as well, right? And what's what, Sally and Sally and Sarah? That's a a, a small little short horror. Yes. I haven't really released because I was kind of debating what I was going to do with it. Um, I may just go ahead and release it as a short. Um, my first film was a pulling feature called Billy Shakespeare. Yes. A what if comedy. And that basically was me going to film school. Okay. Got in there. I made plenty of mistakes, got a lot of things right and um, absolutely loved it. And um, I wrote the script and directed and um, yeah, it was, it was a a wonderful experience. I'm glad I did it. And then I went on catching up, which is kind of like a little art house mini. I didn't think that the horror community was going to like it. They ended up loving it because it was about a woman of means who was fascinated with the concept of murder. And um, I may still move beyond that at some point and make it into a a real, you know, regular horror film. But I was really surprised. I thought, you know, um, it was accepted into several horror film festivals and stuff. And the audiences were large. The response was really good. And I was a little afraid they might throw tomatoes at me because it really wasn't, you know, it wasn't blood or bloody or anything. It was more of a, a it, it was actually a stage play from Syme out of New York that I then put on film, but I let it stay a stage play. I let the, the wordiness of a stage play play out and I did it in black and white. It couldn't be the furthest thing from, you know, a marketable product. Right. Um, but it was also a learning tool. And then I did a lot of shorts, music videos and stuff. And then I was like, okay, I'm ready now. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And with Joel, he already had several films under his belt that were commercial. 
And so um, he was kind of the missing link that I needed to help me know what I needed to do to put together a commercial product, as opposed to up to that point, I was learning my craft as, you know, you know, working with cameras, directing, lighting, and all the things that come with it uh, to prepare myself. So it was my film school. Awesome. That's so cool. Now, I, I know I don't want to get jump the gun because listen, 13 Fanboy isn't even out yet, but do you have any idea? I'm sure you do because you, you're, you're creative. So do you have any ideas of what's going to be next? I mean, obviously, yes. again, uh, is there going to be a sequel? But we can't even, even dive into that because that's kind of like a half a spoiler. Um, right. You know, um, I will say that if the fans really respond to this and love it, we will do another one. Awesome. Um, and then I also have a, um, a ghost story. Nice. Working on like an old school ghost story, like a classic ghost story, like one of one of not bloody at all, but one of the most mm -hmm. horrifying movies I've ever seen was the changeling. Oh yeah. The, yeah. Uh, George C. Scott Absolutely. with the kid banging on the, on the bathtub. That movie is horrifying. <laughs> right? No, yeah. you're absolutely right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, I think it's going to be very intense. I am really looking forward to really digging in. Right now, um, I'm working. Um, but I can't say too much about it because I'm still. Okay. Uh, it's a story. And so um, I'm still working on uh, getting the rights and stuff to it. And we're going to present a. Um, an outline of how we want to approach it. And um, then I'll be able to tell you more about it. Awesome. Well, <laughs> once that comes out or once that's, you know, a little bit down the line, when you have any other project, if you want to come on and chit chat with me anytime you want, we can do this and we'll make it happen. Nice and easy. That sounds perfect. Yes. <laughs> now I want you to put out there for everybody watching and listening everywhere where they can follow you, they can support your films, all of that stuff, all your social media stuff, all of it. Okay. Uh, the um, website is 13fanboy.com. You want to know where it's playing um, in theaters and you want to know where um, you can see it on uh, the various VOD type platforms. You can go there. I have them listed. Um, we, you can also find me at, um, Deborah Voorhees Sheer Horror Group on Facebook. There's a lot of people. It's a great group. There's a lot of people in that group too. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. And, um, my personal page, I'm almost always at 5,000 and I have the max even of people trying to, um, get in. Right. I do have a public account, so you can follow me. Okay. Follow me there. And then Facebook, I also have a 13 fanboy page. And then I'm just starting to get the hang of Twitter. I'm actually finally comfortable with it and just building my audience over there. So if anybody want to come, come and friend me and friend 13 fanboy on there, I'd really appreciate it because I'm yeah. just, <laughs> but that one I'm kind of getting to hang on. I have an Instagram for myself and for 13 fanboy, but I have to admit I just, yeah, not there. Why? Yet. It's, it's <laughs> well, one of the, it seems it's, like the only thing that works well is if you take a picture with your phone. No, 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 no. I no. no. And by the way, you can it's, teach it's, me? 
It's thir- <laughs> I'll teach you. It's 13. Okay. Uh, it's on Instagram. It's 13 underscore fanboy. Um, it's just, you know what it is? It's, it's algorithm nonsense. There's, mm-hmm. I find it to be the best promotional tool. Um, okay. I, obviously I have a broken blast burners group page and I have the Instagram page. Um, okay. I don't know. It's, it's, hashtags and there's certain days of the week and certain times of those days where it's the best time to post. Okay. Um, it's really, it's really, I'm going to, I'm going to actually, I'm going to follow you on there right now. It's, it's a super great, it's a great tool. Um, like obviously when I, when I put this, when I put this out, I will be tagging you everywhere okay. on there. And I do have, I have my personal horror one on there too. If you'll tag me in that and maybe you can help me. A hundred percent. What is it? I'll look it up right now. Um, I, I think it's just called like horror filmmaker or something like that. But if you put my name in there, I'm pretty sure it comes up. Okay. This is guerrilla podcasting kids. We're just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's whatever. Loose off the cuff. Um, right. Yeah, there it is. It is at horror filmmaker. And I will. Yep. Voorhees films dot com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I just followed you on there as well. Yeah. I'm going to um, I'm going to I'll tag you and mention you on all of these social medias. Um, okay. I'll do my best to help you, you know, and share it everywhere. And I see even obviously before me promoting it, I've seen the 13 fanboy stuff all over the place. So if I don't know if it's only you doing it or whoever else is doing it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's out there. So. Well, it's, um, you know, it's fans and yeah. it's fabulous podcasters like you. Uh, I just, I just talk Word with out. an accent. That's all I do. It's sexy. <laughs> I like it. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. This was so cool. Um, thank you so much for your time. Thank um, you. Anytime. No need to thank me. And like I said before, you have anything else going on? Once you start working on your ghost story, you want to come back on just to just to chit chat about how 13 Fanboy is doing or which will most likely happen, how you're already starting to shoot the sequel, you know, <laughs> right? All that stuff. We could do whatever you want. Just hit me up with friends on the social media stuff. So whatever you want to do. I'm easy. Sounds perfect. Awesome. And I would like to actually meet you in person. And I need your eight by 10 sign for my book. Yeah. You're missing. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely. We'll do that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Deborah. Thank you. We'll definitely be in touch. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Have a great night. You too. Thanks.